why don't we worship the one right now? The only one who can move in your situation that you need Him to today. The only one who has the answer. The only one that can bring you through the fire and the water. Why don't you call on His name right now? You don't have to do it because I'm asking you to, but if you've got a need today, why don't you call on the name of Jesus for just another minute right now? believe that God is your deliverer why don't you clap your hands if you believe that God is your healer why don't you lift your voice if you believe that he's a miracle worker why don't you give him some praise let's let's shift from asking to praising for just a minute right now if you believe that he's done it before and he'll do it again why don't you lift your voice and bless the name of the Lord. My God is a restorer. My God is a healer. He's, he's near to the brokenhearted. You know, that's that scripture that we've just been singing these past few minutes. That's Scripture. You can read those words that we sang. You can read them in the Word of God. When I pass through the waters, they're not going to overflow me. When I go through the fire, that flame's not going to kindle on me. We don't have to... You know, the song says, I'm not afraid. We don't have to be afraid. The Bible says, keep Him in perfect peace. When my mind is on Him. When I can recall who it is that holds my world in His hands. Even early this morning, I didn't, of course, before I preach, I, I usually don't, sleep that well but early this morning for no apparent reason I was I was just laying awake and and I tell you some like I said for no apparent reason some fear crept over me about things that have not happened but the most bizarre Fears of things that could happen that I never ever would think about just began to creep over me. And I laid there for not very long before I said, Lord, I know that you are the creator and the designer, that you're a healer. And not only a healer, but a keeper and a protector. And I just begin to speak those things. I begin to whisper those things. And as I did, I felt fear leave. 
And that might seem simple and insignificant to you, but you ought to try it when fear tries to creep over you. And when the pressures of life are weighing down on you, you ought to just speak those things and and tell the Lord, you know what, Lord, I remember that you hold my world in your hands. I remember that you are my healer and my keeper and my protector and my restorer and my provider. And you know what else I said? God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So I will not be afraid. Amen? Clap your hands if you believe that today. If you'll turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Just remain standing for the Word of the Lord for just another moment. I appreciate you standing and worshiping and just creating an atmosphere of praise and worship in this place. Atmosphere like this is where the Lord moves, where God speaks and helps us. Hebrews chapter 12, just going to read verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself. In other words, remember... You think it's hard for you. Remember that it was hard for Him too. Consider what the Lord went through. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. I want to... I've just got a thought. Some verses of Scripture for us today. But God's going to help us with this. So let's pray right now. Lift your hands. He's the finisher. Lord, help us today. Your presence is already here. Lord, we feel your spirit moving, your peace and your love. Lord, the joy of the Holy Ghost is in this place. But I know there are needs. I know that there are people who are battling their minds and their hearts and their emotions. People, Lord, that feel weary and need help. So that's what I'm praying right now. Lord, that You would let a healing balm of the Holy Ghost be applied to every wound, to every weary mind, to every weary heart. Lift us up. Help us. Revive us. Restore us. In the name of Jesus. And if you believe that, I want you to clap your hands one more time and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Because He is the finisher of our faith. You may be seated today. I just want to help us for a few minutes and talk about that thought, the finisher. It 
It says, looking unto Jesus, the author. He's, he's writing the story. He started this thing in us, but He's the finisher of our faith. If we start something, you know this is true, and, and I say this a lot of times when I say things like this, but I'm not trying to, to beat us up. We know this is true that if we start something that we don't like, we just stop. It's true. I'm not trying to call us a bunch of quitters, but it's, it's true we've all done it and, and we, we still do it with certain things in life that if we don't like it, we just stop. If I'm, you know, I've, I've done it before. If, I'm, if, I'm, uh, if I start a, a movie and I realize this is trash, I turn it off. This is, I can already tell, going to be unwatchable. I turn it off. If it's boring me to tears, I turn it off. If I start, now this depends on who's making it, but I, I've got some good cooks in my life, so I don't really have to deal with this. But if I go to a restaurant and I start a meal I don't like, I don't torture myself and finish it. I stop. I'll hit McDonald's. On the way home, because this just isn't worth the pain and torment that I'm going through right now. If I, you know, uh, how many people have started a workout and you're, you're just pumped up beforehand? I'm fixing to get jacked. And then you get five minutes in and you realize this is going to kill me. This is not helping anyone. How can this be good for me? And so we just stop. Uh, just, just if you're working out alone, especially, it's easy because nobody's saying, "Come on, man, push through." No, I just, it's just me and the Lord, and bodily exercise profiteth little. That's what the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to exercise my faith. Believe the Lord will keep me healthy. But people, you know, and this, this is not a, a slam to anyone, but people, they start a major in college. They realize, I hate this. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so they stop. And some people just realize, hey, you know what? There's, I can do this and, you know, make a good living. And I, this, you know, I don't have to go to this school to do this. So I'm just going to stop and I'm going to get this job. People make different choices. They, they start and stop different things based on preference. People, that's the point I'm making is that people start and stop things all the time. We start and stop things all the time. And I know a lot of us, most of us probably could raise our hand and say, yeah, there are some things that I wish I would have finished. I remember, I remember some times that maybe I have some some little regrets of things that I, you know, I started. And, you know, I wish it didn't just ruin my life, but I wish I would have finished that. I wish I would have followed through on that. But what is, it, it, it's, it's sad to see someone so close to finishing something. And they stop. 
They give up. Again, I know some things are not as serious that, you know, even some of these things I just talked about, but you see somebody, they're, they're pressing for something in their life and they're putting in the work and, and it gets hard and they give up. And I understand that things get hard. I understand that we get weary and tired. I understand that we got to rest sometimes. I, I, I understand that we've got to uh, take, take some time to, to recover and recuperate and, and things like that. But it's sad to see people just stop something that they've worked hard for. It's sad to see someone, and I'm just talking about in the natural. It's, it's, it's sad sometimes when people put in so much effort, so much time, even money and, and energy and things, and, and it gets hard, and so I just, I'm throwing in the towel. That can be sad to see. But it's even more sad to see people stop running this race, to stop living this life, because it's gotten hard or something's going on in my life that it's just, it's too much. It's too much pressure. It's too much on my mind. It's too much on my emotions. I, I thought I could keep going, but I can't keep going. It's, it's, it's hard. It's heartbreaking. It's sad to see someone stop running this race. And every person in this place probably can think of someone, at least one person, that your heart has been broken to see someone stop running this race. God, help them. God, let your love lift them up and help them and restore them and, and bring them back to a place that they need to be. But it's sad to see. And we probably, just, just let me talk to us for just a minute. Not all of us would admit this, but I would venture to say that probably everyone, even if you felt like you had to swat that thought away like, a, like an annoying insect buzzing around your head, the thought has probably crossed your mind before of, I'm, I'm this close to giving up. I'm this close because I don't see how I can run any further. I don't see how I can take any more. I don't see how I can keep going, how I can keep the faith. How am I supposed to keep the faith? How am I supposed to run this race with patience? My, I'm all out of patience. And I feel like I'm just about all out of faith. And there's just, life has just, has just gotten to a point, I don't, I don't even feel like I'm in the race anymore. I feel like anytime I'm making any kind of progress, it's because somebody's dragging me. You ever felt like that? You ever come to church for a few weeks at a time and, and you feel like, you know, I put on, sometimes we put on an act. But how many, you've been to church a few weeks at a time and, and every week it was somebody, the, the reason you came to the altar is because somebody was dragging you to the altar. <laughs> because you stood back there like this and whether, you know, I won't make eye contact with nobody, but they still came anyway. You know, sometimes that's not always fun. It's not always fun sometimes to feel like, you know, after you think about, you know, they, they care about me. They're praying for me. It's not always fun to feel like somebody's dragging you in this race. Sometimes you want to say, leave me alone. Let me sulk. Let me wallow. Let me give up if I want to. I thank God for a church family that 
I'll just speak for myself that they, they've kind of drugged me along sometimes when I needed it. And when I felt like just let me give up and just let me sulk and cry. Hey, weep with them that weep, but you better believe I'm going to throw you over my shoulder. I'm going to drag you, but I'm going to. I thank God for people of God that help me and drag me sometimes when I need to get. I'm thankful for the family of God. But nonetheless, we feel tired and weary sometimes. We feel like giving up sometimes and we feel like I've got no strength left in these spiritual legs. I can't keep going. I can't keep running this race. It's sad to see people give up. It's sad to see people turn away and say it'd be easier to run this race. Be easier to do this. Galatians 4 and 9 says, But now after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Galatians 3 and 3 says, Are ye so foolish? That's the kind of, the kind of Scripture that will slap you in the head. Are you so foolish to think, having begun in the Spirit, that now you're made perfect by the flesh? 2 Peter 2 and 21 says, For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. It'd be better that I just didn't start the race than to give up. And you think, well, you know, those scriptures are hard because sometimes I'm not just trying to turn away from God, but I just really just feel like all I can do is give up. I've got no strength left in me. I've got hardly any faith left in me. And this is not going to blow your mind, church, but can I just offer someone some encouragement today from somebody that loves you and cares about you? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I know that sounds so cliche to say, but please hear this preacher today. Don't give up. Not now. Not after you've come so far. Not when we're so close to the end. Not when we're so close to the finish line. Hey, I'll be there for you. I'll help you. Forgive me for when I wasn't, but I'm telling you, I've made up in my mind today to help you, to drag you if you need it. I expect the same from you, but I'm trying to tell somebody, you do have it in you to make it. You do have it in you. You do have it in you to run this race. You do have it in you to finish this race. I'm just trying to lift you up and encourage you today, church, and tell you, you don't have to throw in the towel. You, you don't have to throw in the towel. The Bible says run the race, but you don't have to run it alone. This is not a race I'm trying to beat you in. I'm not trying to come in first place. I'm just trying to finish, and I want to finish with you. Luke 9 and 62, Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now that sounds like a hard scripture. And it is some tough medicine, maybe. But that doesn't mean that if you've ever looked back, if you've ever considered giving up, if you've ever fallen flat on your face or made a mistake or what have you, that doesn't mean that, oh, now you're not fit for the kingdom of God. 
That's not what that, that means. It's talking about people with a mentality of I can move forward but look back. The Lord used the analogy of, of plowing a field. You can't look like this and plow a straight line. You can't look like this and try and look with your head over your shoulder. He's, he's saying if you've got a mentality where you're constantly looking back, that's not a mentality fit for the kingdom. And I know that still, even that can sound so hard, but just keep your eyes forward. Keep your eyes on Him. If you fall, fall forward. If you fall, don't fall on your back. Fall on your face and repent and get up. I'm just trying to help somebody today and tell you that you don't have to give up. You don't have to throw in the towel. I know that it gets hard. I know that you get weary. I... I know how life can be. I know sometimes you feel all alone, even surrounded by people. I know sometimes you get hurt. I know sometimes that things happen that you wish wouldn't happen. But run this race. Run this race. Because you can't have a mentality of... uh, There's an old song that says, I could have done so much... If I wasn't worried about what I left behind. That's not in my notes. It just came to me. Because I could have done so much if I wasn't worried about what I left behind. And that's true with us. There's so much we can have, so much we can do. But we're worried about, maybe it's, maybe it's better. Maybe it's not as hard. I don't like this fiery trial that is to try me. I don't like enduring temptation. I don't like having to have my broken heart mended. I don't like having to forgive. Uh, just, and, and, I, and I don't like having to be forgiven, frankly. It's just, it's, there's so many things that come along with this. Maybe it's easier to just disappear. Maybe it's easier to just throw in. If I, if I, if I stop running slowly... You know, if I stop altogether, somebody's going to notice. But maybe if I just slow down, they'll get ahead of me and I can slip out of the race undetected. We do that. Church, don't do that. You're not running this race alone. You're not running this race alone. I, I, again, I, I'm not trying to blow your mind today. This is where the Lord led me. Again, Hebrews 12 and 1, it says we're, we've got a great cloud of witnesses of people that didn't give up. Of people that went through the hardest things they've ever went through, but they relied on God and God came through. And so knowing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, he said, lay aside the weights and the sin that so easily beset us. He said, run this race with patience. Galatians 6 and 9, very familiar scripture, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. Because in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. In 2 John 1 and 8, this is what we got to do because he said, look to yourselves. I need to, 
I need to look and examine myself. I, I feel like I've been going through this. I feel like I've had all this weight on me. I feel like it's been so hard. All right, let me, let me just take a second and look at myself. That we lose not those things which we have wrought. He's saying, to, don't, don't stop now. Take inventory. Look at yourself. Because we don't want to lose what we've wrought. Church, there, there's, let me tell you that giving up is not easier. It's easier on your flesh, but even that is momentary. Because you'll soon quickly realize, I've lost the things that I had gained. And you think I can't make it, but soon you'll be thinking, I can't make it without those things. And while God can restore, and He will restore, and while God can pick you up after you've fallen, I'd rather just say, you know what, I'm going to stay in this race. If I'm limping... If I'm having to, if I'm out of breath, if I feel like I'm about to cough up a lung, if I feel tired, if I feel weary, I'm going to stay in the race. I'm not going to walk away from this truth, from the things that I've gained, the things that God has given me. I'm going to hold on to it. God, I hope I'm helping somebody today that has felt weary. Maybe you feel like, this ain't for me. I feel, I feel good. Well, I'm glad you feel good. I'm glad that, that you're fine. And I'm sorry if you, wanted to make, if you wanted me to make you run the aisles today. But I'm trying to reach for somebody that has felt like I'm drowning, I'm sinking, I'm weary, I'm out of breath, I'm almost out of faith, and I feel like I can't make it very much further, and I hit it well for a little while, but now it's starting to become apparent that I'm struggling, and I'm reaching for you if you're struggling. I'm reaching for you if you feel weary. I'm reaching for somebody who feels like I'm about to give up, so I can tell you... They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. I'm telling somebody today that your restorer is in the house. That your strength is in the house. That you can make it. That you can make it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't stop running the race. Don't walk away. I'm going to get real with us today because I feel this in my spirit. Sometimes we get to a place where we feel like I was running the race with everybody, but I, I got tired, I got weary, and now I feel like I got left behind. Listen, all of us are human, and we make mistakes, and we drop the ball. And sometimes we hurt each other. We all need to pray, God, forgive me if I've ever let somebody fall behind and I didn't realize. But I, right now in this moment, I'm being the one for somebody to run back and say, let me help you. Let me help you. If you're looking for somebody to notice, I'm noticing. If you're looking for somebody to say you're not alone, I'm being the one right now that's telling you, you're not alone. 
somebody notice. Let me help you hear these words today. I'm telling you, you don't have to do this alone and you don't have to throw in the towel. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Tells us to run this race with patience. Let me tell you, the end of the race is going to be a lot better than the middle or even the beginning of the race. That reward is going to be so sweet. But you know, the Lord is standing on the sidelines with those cups of water, those cups of blessing, cups of restoration. Cups of healing, cups of strength, cups of peace, cups of comfort, all along the way. But it says, better are the patient in spirit than the proud in spirit. And so I compare those two in this race. I want to tell somebody today, and I, Lord help me, I've had to do this. I've had to crucify my pride and say, you know what? I need help. I need strength. I feel low. Somebody today, you need to hear me just just lay down that pride and say, I need help in this race. And you know what? Since I'm talking about both sides of the coin, I'm preaching to myself, church. Somebody needs to say, Lord, forgive me for when I've been proud. And I said, I've never left nobody behind in this race. God, forgive me for the times that I've, I've my brother and my sister has fallen through the cracks. And I said, well, I was just doing the work of the Lord. I, and, and if they fell behind, that's on them. God, forgive us if we ever have that mentality. But on both sides of the coin, we need to say, uh, God, I'm laying my pride down. Help me in this race. Help me to help somebody in this race. Because we're running this race not to compete with one another, but I'm running the race with my brother, with my sister. It's better to run this race with patience than to let that pride be the downfall. Am I helping anybody today? Maybe this is a little different from my style of preaching, but am I helping anybody today? I only have just a couple more points I'd like to make to us today and the musicians can come. But 2 Timothy 4 and 7, this is a very familiar scripture. Paul's writing, and Paul knows this, this is it for me. But that wasn't Paul giving up. Paul realized I, I'm this, I've come to the end of, of the road. But what he was able to say was I have fought a good fight. Yeah, it didn't even say I lived a good life. 
Now, I believe the Lord will give you blessings and help us to enjoy life. I believe we can live a good life. Paul didn't even say, I've led a good life. He said, I fought a good fight. It wasn't just easy breezy for Paul especially, I would say. Every time that man turned around, it was shipwreck, snake bites, getting stoned, left for dead, persecuted, threatened with death. But he said, I fought a good fight, and I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. I want we we think about that scripture like like that's you know well when when I'm on my deathbed that's what I want to be able to say but I want to be able to know every day that until I take my last breath in this world or until the trumpet sounds and calls me out I want to be able to say Every day, not just that I have fought a good fight, that I finished my course, I kept the faith. I want to be able to say, I'm fighting a good fight. And I'm going to finish my course. And I am keeping the faith. I tell you that, I know this, this kind of is taking a turn here, but I want to make this point to you as you stand. We're going to get ready to pray today. But, you know, I've said it a lot. We give give the devil too much credit for things. And it's really just life and things that, that happen to us, circumstance that happens to us that makes us as weary as we are. The devil can't inject weariness into you. I've said it before. He's just all talk. He's only allowed to do what he's allowed to do. We give him too much credit for the things that we go through sometimes. But it is true that the enemy of your soul would like you to not finish just like things in our life that we've done, just, this is too hard. I'm just not going to finish it. The enemy of your soul, while he can't make you, he would love to see you quit. He would love to see you drift behind. He'd love to see you off this course, far from the finish line. And the Bible gives a lot of titles to the enemy that we have. Liar being probably the biggest one. Remember that. Gives him a lot of titles, but it only gives the title of finisher to God. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. The title of finisher is reserved for your Father, for your Keeper, for your God. The enemy doesn't have authority to finish anything that God started. 
And when God began this good work in you, I want to tell you the enemy does not have the authority. He does not have the credentials. He does not have the power to finish what God started in you. And so let me just call the devil a liar. But I do have to keep the faith. There is some responsibility on my part to run this race with patience and to keep the faith. And so, I apologize if I've not blown your mind today. But if somebody in here that's been struggling and that's been weary, that has felt alone, can be helped and be restored and receive strength, then the Word of God has not returned void. And so I'm, this is what I'm asking, and I'll let you come to these altars. What I'm asking for today is honesty. I'm asking for honesty with yourself and honesty with God. In these two areas, if you feel like, I need help. I have been struggling and putting on a brave face, but I need help. I have grown weary, and I feel like I'm low on faith, and I feel like I need strength and help. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. And come to these altars and receive strength. And this is the other area. If you know, I need to be more diligent as a co-runner in this race. I need the Lord to help me because I've not been diligent in keeping up with my brother, my sister, the way that I need to be. God, forgive me. Then be honest and say, God, help me to be a better brother, a better sister, a better saint because I want to be a help. I want to be a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. These altars are open today. Would you come and be honest with the Lord?